God will bless America again, right? Amen. Do you have that faith? Say yes, please. Amen. Amen. Well, the three choirs did excellent. I enjoyed the little ones. <laughs> These little guys, they all, they just were jumping and thank God for them. And you know, as I said, the little ones are the church of the future. And that's why they've been trained and they're with training them at Sunday school so they will become the men and women of the future. Well, this is my favorite day of the year when I get to share with you about our wonderful country. And you know when they were singing God will bless America again brings tears to my eyes. Nowadays, our country is divided. And we pray that God will heal it. But there is no healing without Jesus Christ, our Savior. And may the Lord do his miraculous work in the hearts of those who are responsible so we can spend the rest of our lives here on earth and in this beautiful land in peace and the way it was meant to be. The uh, youth choir sang about those who paid the price to give us America, the way we know it and the way we enjoyed it. I want to review with you some of them how much they paid this morning, this afternoon. Have you ever, have you ever wondered what happened to those 56 men who signed the Declaration of the Independence? You might have heard it before, but let me, let me just refresh your memories. Five signers were captured by the British as traitors and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine fought and died from wounds or the hardships of the war. What kind of men were they? Twenty-four were lawyers and jurists. Eleven were merchants. Nine were farmers and large plantation owners. Men of means, well-educated, but they signed the Declaration of the Independence, knowing full well that the penalty would be death if they were captured. They signed and they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Carter Braxton of Virginia, a wealthy planter and trader, saw his ships swept from the seas by the British Navy. He sold his home 
and properties to pay his debts and died in rags. Thomas McKean was so hounded by the British that he was forced to move his family almost constantly. He served in the Congress without pay and his family was kept in hiding. His possessions were taken from him and poverty was his reward. Vandals or soldiers or both looted properties of Ellery, Clymer, Hall, Walton, Gwinnett, Hayward, Rutledge, and Middleton. At the Battle of Yorktown, Thomas Nelson Jr. noted that the British general, Cornwallis, had taken over the Nelson home for his headquarters. And you know what he did, this man? The owner quietly urged General George Washington to open fire, which was done. The home was destroyed, and Nelson died bankrupt. Francis Lewis had his home and properties destroyed. The enemy jailed his wife, and she died within a few months. Oh, the price that they paid. John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside as she was dying. Their 13 children fled for their lives. His fields and mill were laid waste. For more than a year, he lived in forests and caves, returning home after the war to find his wife dead. His children vanished. Over the price he was paid. A few weeks later, he died. He died from exhaustion, and he died from a broken heart. Norris and Livingston suffered similar fates. Fifty-six men, I counted a few, paid a high price. So you and me can enjoy this America. You know me, how much I love America. Because I wasn't born here. I ache when America is not on top. And I rejoice when things good happen for America. As an immigrant, I loved this country before coming here. I love it now. I will love it till I die. And I hope that everyone will not stop loving, if need be, dying for this country. Such were the stories and sacrifices of the American Revolution. These were not wild-eyed, rabble-rousing, good-for-nothing citizens. These were soft-spoken men of means of education. They had security, but they valued liberty more than security. They stand tall straight and unwavering. 
they pledged for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. We bow our heads for these people, for those who wrote and signed the declaration to give us the freedom that we have. They gave us, listen, an independent America. Can we keep it? Almost 1,800 years after or before the declaration, a Savior came to this world, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says he came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. He lived amongst us, taking the form of man. He was hated. He was ridiculed. He was mocked. He was rejected. He was loving. And he was compassionate. He healed the multitudes without medicine and raised the dead and mended the brokenhearted. Finally, he went to the cross and died to redeem the lost and give eternal hope to the hopeless and eternal life to those who believe in him. He conquered death and arose victoriously to live forever and ever. He gave us freedom. We enjoy freedom. We enjoy the freedom that we have in this country. But the freedom that Jesus Christ gives is far above and beyond any other freedom in the world. When he was here on earth, he promised saying, let not your hearts be troubled. I go to prepare for you a place. Mansions, a new country, where there's no sorrow, tears or pain. A city with streets of gold, where you and I walk hand in hand with the Savior. There, there alone, only there will be no death there. Death is not welcome through the gates of heaven. Remember that. Nor darkness, no parting, but joy in his presence forever and ever. Did we think of the price that was paid? While we're sitting here enjoying And listening to the price that was paid for the liberty and the freedom of our country. Let's stop for a little bit and think how and how much and the price that was paid for 
our freedom for the life that Jesus Christ gives. And what did he pay? He paid his own life. He paid his own life to give us an inheritance beyond our dreams. The apostle writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, Things which eye has not seen and ears has never heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. When he ascended to heaven, our Lord commissioned the disciples to go to the world and continue what he began. They did, but not without a price. As our forefathers, they imitated those 12 men who dedicated their lives to the spreading of the gospel. And each one died in a different way. Our forefathers signed that declaration and each one of them died in a different way. Their cause was for the country. The cause of the disciples for the heavenly country. So we can enjoy it forever and ever. They experienced mockings, scourgings. Yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins, in goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts, Mountains lived in caves and holes in the ground. These men and women went before us and died for a higher cause. They fought the good fight and they finished the race. They paid the price like our Savior. They died looking for a better country whose architect and builder is God. And as we celebrate this wonderful time together, I have a prayer I want to share with you. I read about this prayer. And before I do that, do we appreciate the freedom that we have? Do we? Do you? The younger generation, do you appreciate the freedom that we have in this country? And Christians, do you appreciate the real freedom that Jesus Christ has given us? 
Freedom from sin. He came to mend the broken hearted. He, did he mend his, your broken heart? He's here this afternoon to mend all broken hearted. And you know, America, friends, is not only a place on the map. It isn't just a physical location. It is an ideal, a concept. And if you are a true American, you must understand this concept. I'm, I'm going to share it with you. And this concept you might have to fight and defend it. What is it? It's about freedom, not free stuff. Do you hear me? It's about freedom, not free stuff. What's in it for me? No. We've got to pay the price as they paid and stand and fight for our country. This concept, America, is a patriotic devotion. It's love of justice. It's honesty. It's respect for the rights of others. And most of all, devotion to Almighty God. Because this country was founded on the word of God. The Bible. Do not forget that. Ronald Reagan once wrote, of the many influences that have shaped the United States into a distinctive nation and people, none may be said to be more fundamental and enduring than the Bible. Walt Whitman wrote, and I end with that, as we celebrate the birthday of our country, of my country, he says, I give thanks and praise for its noble beginnings, its unwavering founders, and the bravery of all who fought to sustain it. May the red, white, and blue banner of the free continue to wave high above our land. I ask the Lord to keep it free from hatred and protect it from harm. Thank you, Lord, for the, those men and women of the 18th century who risked their personal safety, even spilling their blood to forge this nation. Thank you for their strong and brave character. Help us, help me today, Father, as I continue in their footsteps, doing my part to keep the light of liberty shining brightly. And as Christians, may the Lord help us to keep the light of the gospel shining all over the land. We might sometimes, maybe the days are coming, we might have to risk our lives. But risking our lives, we will be imitating our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there is no, as there is no hero to imitate 
better than the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you have his freedom? Have you experienced his salvation? Can you walk out of here? I I said, I am a free man in the United States, but I am free person from sin and devastation. And as you make this decision and you are assured that the Lord is your Savior, the one who gave you true freedom, you can live and enjoy the Independence Day that we are going to enjoy on Wednesday. Thank you for listening. I enjoyed being with you this morning. I may our prayers be, the Lord come soon and take us to be with you in our free land that you've been preparing for us since 2,000 years. Amen. All right. Have a happy fourth. See you all on Wednesday at the picnic. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayers. We thank you, Father, for allowing us once more to celebrate our Independence Day in this church. And it's wonderful to give you all the glory from all our hearts for the liberty that we enjoy and the freedom that was paid for us by our forefathers. We pray that no one would leave this place this afternoon before experiencing the true freedom and liberty that comes through the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.